listen to good podcasts many times rather than many podcasts. I hope this day finds you well. <laughs> My name is Jami Kwan, but everyone just calls me Jami. And I am your host for the Me I Was Tomorrow podcast, which can be found on 10 major platforms. iTunes, Anchor, Stitcher, Google, Spotify, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Pocket Cast, that's with an S, Radio Public, and Stitcher. In this place, my goal is to display the mark of an educated mind by entertaining thoughts without accepting them. Here's a quote from Seneca. Inwardly, we ought to be different in every respect, but our outward dress should blend in with the crowd. This podcast is a place where we meet in the middle. Life's journey has brought us here together, and that's amazing. Wow. And these are our stories. So I'll close with a quote. We suffer more often in imagination than in reality. All right, what's good, y'all? My name is Ejaz Lawal. I go by just Ejaz as an artist. Um, I'm here today to talk about a lot of things, uh, but probably the most important thing is upcoming. I have a mixtape dropped in soon. The mixtape is going to be called Adolescence. Uh, I know we'll be speaking some more about it, so I'll, I'll leave that for later. But um, yeah, my story is just that I was, I grew up, born and raised in Virginia, and I ended up coming to Rochester, New York to go to uh, RIT, Rochester Institute of Technology. And uh, I ended up having some family financial issues that made me have to step away for a bit in, uh, at the end of 2016. And ever since then, I've been trying to, I, I was also, I was doing uh, engineer, mechanical engineering technology and then majoring in music production. And during the year off, I just decided, you know what, let me just focus on my music because I, I know this is what I want to do. It's just that at the time I was thinking, you know, I should go get this engineering job because I graduated with a 3.75 from high school. So I can't really tell my parents, you know, I want to go to school for music. <laughs> so wait, can we take a pause right there? So yeah. that's the beautiful thing. You went to high school. You are this wonderful person. And the whole world expects you to dun, 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 go get this job, right? Or go get this education to get this job because that's the path, right? You were going to be an engineer. What kind of engineer? Tell me. A mechanical engineer. So I was doing mechanical engineering technology. And basically that gives you like both sides of the spectrum. You get all the lectures as well as all of the uh, hands-on uh, labs. And so I, my focus was that I wanted to either go into the automotive industry or the aerospace industry. Got it. Okay. So then one day, like you said, right, you woke up and music wasn't there or did you discover music or tell me how you got to your love for music your passion well, actually i've been writing i'll say there, there's it was a two-step process to getting into my music okay so i've been writing since 10th grade and yeah. when I say writing i'm talking like all types of writing i've been writing poems i was writing like uh short stories i was writing raps but 
wasn't focused on rap. So I was writing a bunch of different stuff. And the first time that I realized that, you know, I'm kind of good at this was one day my English teacher pulled me aside and was like, hey, uh, I wanted you to know that I entered you in this creative writing competition. I don't know if you know how talented you are at writing, but I haven't seen anybody write like this in a long time. And the thing that she was talking about that I had submitted was like something that I bullshitted literally like the night before I procrastinated and I was like, damn, I got to get this shit done. But, you know, to me, writing was never this big task. It's something that I could procrastinate and still do well at. So when she told me that, I was like, wow, maybe I kind of got something going here. So I went to that uh, little competition. Nothing came of it, but since then, I started writing more uh, in my free time. Hold on. Something came of it. It was your first experience. It was total validation, right? Because here's the thing. I try to explain, right, because we're coming from, um, you're in your 20s. And I'm in my 40s, right? So here's the thing that I try to impart, ready? Um, we'll call it a nugget of wisdom. The first chop of a tree, you know, like when you hit it with a tree with an ax, that doesn't cut down the tree, but it counts. And it may not look like it counts, but if not for that first cut, the last cut wouldn't count either. So what I try to look back on when I'm talking to people is to remind them that every step that you took counts. It mattered. If she had not validated you, if she had not really called to attention what she saw outside of you, you wouldn't have paid attention to it, right? It just kind of would have went on. This is very true. I'm yeah. glad you pointed that. I didn't think about it that way. <laughs> so, and I'm glad I gave you that nugget. So now that will be another seed, and let's see where it goes, right? When you look back on it. So please continue your beautiful story. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so after um, after that, I, I started writing more often. Uh, I used to play football in high school, so whenever I wasn't playing awesome. football and I didn't have homework to do or I wasn't watching my siblings or anything, I'd just either be in my room or in the basement just writing, mostly writing remixes to songs that I loved. <laughs> so, so tell then, me, football? Okay. football, did you play... Um, high school football or was it uh like jv yeah i played high school i played okay. high school varsity football okay what was your position uh i was all over the place i played wide receiver wing back and punt and return specialist okay and so sports it was never your thing and it's a beautiful thing right it, that's the point we go through i ask you that to say right you tried you didn't like it and you well, I, I went through many different phases and Right. Right. So, uh, actually, so from pretty much preschool until fifth grade, <laughs> I played soccer. Okay. And I was really good at that. They wanted to put me on a uh, like one of those traveling teams. Right. And, uh, at the time, when I was finishing fifth grade, we were moving to a new area, and I was like, uh, I don't know if I want to continue, and I ended up dropping that. And I always think back, you know, what could have changed, because I was really good. I don't know why I just decided to drop it. But, but uh, the beauty. You have an yeah. opportunity to always pick anything up, just like with your writing, right? Sure, yeah. So it's beautiful that you get, look, I can see your face, and of course, our podcast listeners cannot, but this look on his face is like, <laughs> thinking on it, he's like, dang, 
And I appreciate that you're taking that moment to like think about yourself in this beautiful space because that's what we're here for, right? Yeah. In life, I, I want this place to be about people remembering that if I put something down, one, I can pick it up, or two, I can leave it and go on to something else. So continue. Inspiration even. Exactly. So continue. So then from there, um, I didn't play after uh, when I got to middle school. I started playing basketball more, but not with the team. I just played basketball in my free time. Okay. And then when I got to high school, that's when I really became interested in football and started playing there. Okay. Um, so yeah, so after, after graduating from high school, um, I had two options here. Once again, like you were saying about, uh, the option to either put something down and pick it back up or put it down. And like I said, reflect on it. So I had, uh, I had a couple of different options for college, but two that were like my prominent ones. I could have gone to, I think it's University of Akron, and they would have had a D3 football team that I could have gone and played there and continue my pursuit of football. Mm -hmm. Or I could have gone to Rochester Institute of Technology, which had a much better engineering engineering uh, program and also had a lot of other things that made me gravitate towards. And I was, I was like, I think, you know what? I think I better go to Rochester. Uh, I better go to RIT. So that's how I ended up coming to Rochester, New York. And where, so you went from Virginia to New York. Yes. And do you have any family in New York? Um, I have like family, friends, not no immediate family in New York. Okay. So it was a huge shift for you to be away from your community. And now you're there and you're doing something. And when did you discover at what point as you're going through this educational thing that you discover that maybe this is not my thing? Like, you know, uh, so part, the, the thing that happened was in actually, so part of our curriculum at RIT is we have to take internships. Ah, yes. Internships, yes. Uh, as part of uh, like our requirements for our degree. So uh, end of 2015, beginning of 2016, I got two back-to-back -back internships, one here in Rochester, New York, and then another one in uh, Worcester, Massachusetts. It's like an hour and a half south of Boston. Okay. So I feel like I learned the biggest lessons of my life during those two internships because I was making the most money that I've ever made in my life working this <laughs> job. The most money, but I felt the most empty and the most like unhappiest and just lost that I've ever felt in my life at the same time when I was doing those jobs. And I know how you feel. And that is exactly how I felt and how I ended up doing what I'm doing now. So I appreciate your honesty and your willingness to talk about that because so few of us will say that. Most of us will say, you know what, it, you know, it's the money. It doesn't matter, you know? Yeah. It, it does. It does. Definitely does. And I could, I could feel it, even though I couldn't really conceptualize and, yeah. you know, understand what wasn't making me what was making me feel the way I was feeling at that time right. you know as time went on and after those two semesters I came back to school for one more semester that was the fall of 2016 and then in the spring of or spring semester was when I decided to take the year off um it all started to make sense to me right. that you know that I don't know if you want that lifestyle just definitely wasn't what I was looking for, or what I thought it was going to be. 
And I appreciate that honesty within yourself because very few of us will do that. Very mm. few of us will have the strength to confront ourselves and say, I'm miserable and I'm in control of that. So what do I do? Right. Yeah. We don't go on to be miserable people at our jobs. Right. And make everybody else at our job miserable. And then we marry someone or get into relationships and we hate them because, you know, we're miserable. We own it. And so it was I'm sure it was um, an interesting pivotal moment to have to say it to yourself but then what happened to have to say it to your family right in your community how did that go so um at the time part of the part of what led to me having to take the year off Mm -hmm. um I don't want to get too much into that story because I feel like that's not my story to tell but um so but in the aftermath of it um, I go and talk to my mom and I was like, I basically explained the same thing that I'm explaining to you, to her. And yeah. I'm like, I really don't think that like, this is for me and I really want to focus on my music. And, you know, that initial fear that I had leaving high school of like, you know, I graduated with 3.75. How can I tell my parents I want to do music and right. stuff? What I feel like my mom was, came at it with a completely different energy it was just kind of like she had a moment of like you can see in her face she's like all right i'm accepting this and then afterwards she was like all right well what do we have to do to make this work like if this is if you're sure this is what you want to do then let's figure it out rock star yes good i'm so glad to hear that so now You've made this pivotal moment. You told the world, I'm going to be a musician. And now you're here. What do you do? Your mom's supportive. You're ready to go. And what was your next step? Like, what did you want to do? Did you want to tour? You want to do an album? Like, I'm not a musician. I don't know how this works. So tell us how it works. So after that, um, at that point, I had already been uh working or started the mixtape because the mixtape was started in the summer of 2016 i believe okay so at that time i had already been working on it a little bit um and what once i had that discussion with her it was more so how am i going to like financially hold myself over until you know i can achieve what i'm trying to achieve so from then on, I ended up getting a job at a car wash. Uh, I like, love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Go. Love it. <laughs> yeah, I got a job at a car wash in the area. And then like about a week or so later, I got a second job delivering for this place called Wings Over Rochester. Nice. So you <laughs> stayed in New York. You didn't go back home. Yeah, that was actually a really pivotal moment for me. Very cool. You know, it's funny. I was talking to my girlfriend about it, and she, like, whenever I'm stressed out about the whole situation, she's like, babe, listen, like, honestly, if you ask a lot of people, like, you shouldn't even be here. Absolutely. Right now, like, if it had been up to some other people, they might have just been like, fuck it, I'm going back home. Bounce! Totally! (laughs) They would have bounced and just been like, never mind, that's cool, I'm gonna just 
go home and figure it out, right? But yeah. I'm so, it's, it, I'm, I, my first instinct to say I'm so proud because it takes something to stand up for what you um, truly believe in. And when you truly believe in something, when you really, really believe in something, you're willing to do what it takes. And, it, and you don't even know what that is. Yeah. You figure it out. You're like, what? I mean, if I could do it in Rochester, I could do it in Virginia, so I might as well do it where I'm at. Yeah, and the funny thing about that was that when um, when I made that decision, my mom was like, why don't you come back to Virginia? And like, I couldn't really explain, like, I, I, basically, I was just like, I don't know <laughs> what the c clear and concise answer is to that, but I just have a feeling that if I go back to Virginia, like all the growth and everything that I've made in Rochester, the connections that I've made, I feel like I'm not going to be able to, you know, understand what it's like to be by myself and, or be on my own, not by myself, but be on my own and like get it through my head that like, if I want to achieve this, I have to achieve this. There's nothing to fall back on. There's, it, it's make it or break it. And I feel like I need that push i need that something behind me that's like hunger. right yes yeah, that's so, yeah that's basically what made me stay in rochester okay so you said 2016 we're now at the, almost at the end of 2018 so let's tell them how we met right so i sent out a crazy tweet was like somebody had said something about some music right yeah so there's this uh guy i think he does a and r for uh, i can't remember which label his name is noah miller Okay, shout out to Noah Miller. You so cool. Hey, Noah. <laughs> <laughs> so he uh, tweeted something like, um, up and coming artists, what is something that you think you need that you don't have right now to be able to yes. succeed and how can I uh, help you? Yeah. And shout out, you know, like you said, shout out to Noah. He, anytime I see him on Twitter, it's basically like, what, what can I do to, you know, reach out to artists more and like what do you guys think that you need like the same type of uh question right and so me i i feel like there's a lot of things that i still need to figure out for myself right. and I, I don't know if i could you know fit everything that i feel like i need in a tweet so i was just right. scrolling through the tweet and I, I was scrolling pretty deep and then i came across your tweet or your response to his tweet and it was like uh if any artists are looking to uh, be interviewed or be on a podcast or anything like that, uh, let me know. And like we said at the beginning, I was just like, you know, what's the worst that can happen? You know, right? if I just reach out and be like, hey, is this legit? And yeah, the rest is history. I DM'd you, responded back and chopped it up and here we are. And so can I tell you the reason why I'm a podcaster is pretty much the same thing. I feel like um, the way for us to get out is to be exposed. Mm -hmm. And um, the medium of exposure is really about making connections. So when I saw his tweet, I said the same thing. I know that what I need is exposure. And how do I get exposure is really creating authentic connections. I am a I feel like my energy will um, bring me where I need to go. So I'm just learning how to kind of put it out there a little bit, feel it. Like mm -hmm. I'm not a tweeter and I'm not a Facebooker. I actually hate those kind of things because I'm busy living life outside, right? Yeah. 
But I know that there's this parallel world that's coexisting with me and I need to be in it. And so I was trying to make an effort, right, to reach out. I was like, like you said, what's the worst thing that could happen? And there was Noah's tweet. And I was like, I saw it and it was like, um, you know, suggested tweets you should see or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a musician, but I'm an artist, mm -hmm. right? My podcast is my art. My connecting with people is my art, coaching, um, whatever I do, right? And so I thought, if I really want to be supportive, then be supportive. What's the worst thing that could happen? Exactly. And you were the first person to respond. And can I just tell you that you're the only person that has followed through? Really? Only person that has made it, um, that made an appointment and followed through. So that's how I know, right? When we talk about people that really want it, you and I, we show up, right? And so reciprocity is that you show up with your talent, I show up with my talent, and supporting each other, now you and I will both have, right, this opportunity to expand ourselves, not just within your community for you, but now you get to reach mine and I get to reach yours. And that is how we grow. That is success for me. Like, it doesn't matter what happens from here. I did it. I did a podcast with you, like a musician, an up-and-coming artist, right? And so when you're famous and somewhere, right, and we look back at life, I'll be like, dude, wait a minute, episode five. That's so authentic, right? hundred <laughs> percent. And I, I always have those discussions with myself and with my manager talking about, yep. like, yeah. <laughs> Just think about it from like three, four years from now when we're thinking back to the days we were in Rochester. Uh, broker than broke. You, know, you just need that one break, bro. All the that's what we're that's what we are, right? So I believe in the power and the manifestation of the power of more than one, right? Because we're powerful that we your story, every moment that you spoke of is a it's that's tenacity. That is just sheer. Oomph, right that willingness to when it looks like everything else is falling apart believing in yourself that's really what this is about will we trust the circumstances the fact that i'm maybe not at a job that i want i'm not as happy as i want to be maybe my pocket isn't as heavy as i want it to be i know my bank account is in the red not the green or whatever color is supposed to be that the bank says is appropriate but what do i know about myself and do I weigh more, right, than the circumstances that are in front of you? So the fact that we're here and the circumstances. So I just did um, um, a podcast, but I want to read you my journal. And it says this, I would like to consistently be in my own joy. I would like to be a catalyst in helping more people feel good. I would like to be someone who's such a catalyst in people feeling good that I don't even notice when they don't. I wrote this journal on September the 2nd because I said that going forward, right, this, my life was about just living in this moment of support and joy. So thank you for giving me this opportunity to discover you, your work, your black man joy, the beautifulness of your talent and your art. And I so look forward to your journey. And I appreciate and thank you for allowing me to be a part of that. So it's been like 30 minutes, just about. So tell me, is there anything else you want to say or does that feel cool? Uh, just to bounce off of that last thing that you said, um, it's funny because I've like, I try to take that same energy, mindset, and concept uh, when I'm making my music. So some of the uh, clips that I sent you, um, 
like the things that I'm talking about in there, the the way that I try to structure my music, especially when it comes to, you know, certain topics, yes. is to let people know and also to remind myself even sometimes that like we're not alone in the struggles that we're going through and to be able to make someone feel like okay someone understands me but even if they don't understand my specific um situation that they can relate to me or they can give me some type of information that's gonna help you know be like all right i can do this i just need to you know buckle down and figure out whatever it is the nitty-gritty that i gotta get through and once you get over that hill absolutely it's it's beautiful (laughs) (laughs) your face they can't see your face but it is amazing exactly that that is it's 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 priceless there's nothing that can be put on that right that moment when as you climb in each moment right that we reach some pinnacle that moment that you feel it helps you move on to that next place Definitely. I'm going to steal a line from my boy, Mike Check over here. Yeah, um, yeah. Wait, wait. Mike, I know yeah. you're there, so give your shout out, Mike. Come on. We can't hear him. What'd he say? His hospitality towards me has been great, man. I actually started out as an Airbnb host until... Well, I am B&B guest. He's the host. Yeah. Nice. And, and like, we just, you know, he's he's been all around a solid guy. All right. <laughs> I, see, I see his potential, too. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for him, right? That's why I'm just here, you know. Listen, that is fire to have somebody on your side, to have someone supporting you. And that's what this podcast is about. And your music, and that's why we're together. Because you can't fake that. That genuine you, that energy, that power that you create in that space, it's just all about us connecting together and resonating that louder and louder. So, so yeah, the line that he said was, was it false expectations? Yeah, fear is false expectations appearing real. Correct. We had a discussion about that last night and once you lose that fear and get that killer instinct for whatever it is, like you, you can have killer instinct while you're doing a math problem. As soon as you see that two plus two, oh, it's over, it's four. <laughs> <laughs> like you just get, and whatever, whatever you do, you just gotta have that killer instinct that the fear of, of the unknown, it takes a lot, but once you let that go, there's so much on the other side that Man. just allows for beauty and all the things that you want in life to be manifested. Absolutely. And so I wanted to give time because I know you got track. And you, mm-hmm. I, so the last couple of minutes, if you said all you need to say, because I feel at peace. I'm like, this was bomb. I did not expect <laughs> this to go so well. So that moment you talk about being at the pinnacle, dude, I, as soon as I get done with you, because I don't want to jump up out my chair and make a whole bunch of noise and ruin our recording, dude, just imagine this. You have um, big hair. I have big hair right uh-huh. here imagine this crazy lady jumping up and down with extreme just overflowing joy i'm about to do the happy dance of the century right? <laughs> <laughs> because this podcast is like fire like you don't and, and what well, you do understand like 
I jumped into this with faith, right? And mm -hmm. here I am having this amazing exchange with a person I've never met, never saw, just because we both had faith, like you said, in ourselves. Like we were like, fuck it. I mean, I'm awesome. You got to be awesome enough to be in my space. So, let's go, right? And, and in that moment, we've created this awesome moment. And what I know is that I will forever be in your space. I will follow you. I will be at your concerts. I will, I, I will talk about it another time, but I'm from California and I picked up one day and moved to New York and lived for 18 months. Wow. So everything I had, and wait a minute, Harlem first, 125th, and uh, between 7th and 8th. <laughs> And then I moved to 161 in Yankee, knew no one. I had no family and I had no friends, right? I packed mm -hmm. up and moved and stayed. So I understand what you're talking about, what it means to just take that risk, jump into it. And then I had to come back home, right? It, like you said, it wasn't my story to tell, but issues happened, things happened. And I had to come all the way back to California and I'm still in California and I'm not in New York, right? But I don't know where I'm going to be next. And that joy of knowing, though, that one day I never knew I would be in New York. Yeah. To keep and that the, the thing about that is, though, I try to tell people that even if your path doesn't go yeah. the way that you thought it was going to go, Absolutely. no one ever can take away those experiences, those memories, the lessons, and everything yes. that you learn from them. Because at the end of the day, if you, if you just let it be something that you like beat yourself up about, it, it's going to be just that. But if you look at it as like, well, you know, no one can take those, those you know, whatever nights that you had in New York that made it so amazing or the people that you met or yes. the lessons that you learned, yep. no one can take that away from you. And no one can give that to you without you going out there and, and experiencing it for yourself. So. That's right. So you have a track. I know you do. And we yeah. want to hear it. So um, I, I'm ready when you are. Because listen, I think I'm going to have to have you back. I, I'm sure I'm going to have to have you back. Because like your energy and your fire and your exchange is so awesome. So say yes to another interview. Because I know people want to hear you again. And I know they want to experience your joy again. So I would love to have you as a guest at another time. But more importantly, let's hear some of your music. All right. Let me just pull this up. Which one you can actually go? And you have to introduce it and tell us why you're choosing it. All right. Um, well, all right. If I have to introduce it, then I think I'm going I'm to give them one that's a little bit deeper then. All right. So, and it's go only gonna, you're not going to do all of it because we only got like five minutes because I don't know how long the song is, but introduce it. Oh, good. I, I just picked like a 30-second clip. Perfect. All right. <laughs> so, uh, so this song is called Had HD. Um, so growing up, I was diagnosed with ADHD at a really young age, and it was pretty much essentially because I finished all my work too early, and I would distract people around me in class, and I was just, I, I was a commotion maker. <laughs> and uh, throughout, you know, growing up, I would, had to take medication for it because basically told that I needed to relax, I needed to calm down and all this stuff and I definitely feel like it held me back in some places but it also you know allowed me to see why uh, I shouldn't feel that whether or not I have any type of you know ailment or anything that I should feel like I'm I'm not as great of a person as anybody else that's some go I mean what do I say <laughs> all right so here it is 
Let me know if you can hear it. Yep. That's the very beginning of the song, and I, I felt like for that part, it was just like I had to get a lot of angst out. Like I had to get it off my chest how how I felt about you know going through having to take the medication, even though I didn't want to take the medication, and people were telling me that I needed to take the medication, and you know being made to feel like I wasn't normal just because mm -hmm. I operated differently than what was considered normal which by the way i feel i feel personally normal is all like it's all perspective there's no such thing as normal what could be normal today in 10 years could be weird dude i'm 40 so what was normal <laughs> 20 years ago is not normal today so i get it right totally get it and so i you have you're such an intricate wonderful being right and i appreciate your willingness to share and i'm not joking we have to come back because there's so many other things that i would love to touch on but in this moment this is your shout out so i want to say thank you for being here with me thank you for allowing the world to see your true authentic black man magic thank you for being a ho uh, a guest on my show the me i was tomorrow and I'm going to stop the recording here. So, right, bye. So I appreciate it. All right.